0: That's 2
1: Chronicles chapter 27, and give me an amen once you are there. And so Father, we thank you again this evening and ask that you would bless your word as we study it, Lord. Lord, we need you so desperately, that is why we've come. Your word ministers to us, It, it strengthens us, it heals us, it guides us, it convicts us, it challenges us it gives us peace lord we pray give us understanding tonight give us humility to receive it for you say you you teach the humble your way so lord give us humble hearts pour out your grace may it be all of you and none of me in jesus name we pray amen all right the southern kingdom of judah is uh Again, in, in, in turmoil, uh, Uzziah has died, King Uzziah, after reigning for 52 years. And Uzziah, as you know, it, 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 he's such an enigma because he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord for so long. And God prospered him tremendously, like one blessing after another, because he put his trust in the Lord it says that he was marvelously helped by God but with success comes the danger of pride setting in and that's exactly what happened his when he was strong his heart was lifted up and he took incense and he was meaning to go into the temple to light incense on the temple on the altar of incense which no one but the priests were allowed to do so he was violating the law of god this man who had had done so well for so long and so you know the story he was chased out of there by the priests and they said to him you'll have no honor from the lord because of this and while they were talking to him leprosy broke out on his forehead Right, which is a picture of sin, but in this case, he literally had leprosy on his forehead. And, and they thrust him out of the temple, and he went to his house in isolation from then on until his death. And commentators say that he lived for another 11 years. But his son Jotham, the next king, was co-regent with him uh, because in a state of leprosy, he was, he was unclean. Not just unclean to go to the temple, but unclean within his own home to receive visitors, right? So God's hand was upon him because of his pride. And there's that, that warning to all of us to seek the Lord for his humility. I, I love uh, Andrew Murray's book on humility. I was just talking to a brother uh, this evening how it changed my life. We don't have our own humility. Pride is is being independent of God's word. But humility is being dependent on God's word. Right? Pride is self-sufficiency. Humility is dependent totally on the Lord. So we must be careful. Even when things go good, be careful. As Pastor Chuck used to say to the pastors, Be careful when you become successful, okay? It's a great danger, but not impossible to remain humble. Amen? And so this is the state of King uh, Uzziah. He was a leper until the day he died, isolated in his house. And it says here that uh, because he, uh, he was cut off from the house of the Lord, then Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people, Of the land. You know what's interesting is the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, right? When we read his book and how he wrote at this very time of Uzziah's death. It says in Isaiah 6 1, famously, we know this, beautiful, the calling of the prophet Isaiah. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And it's just such a beautiful line. We know this. He saw the throne of God. He saw the seraphim uh, there, uh, and they were flying. Each of them having, you know, three sets of wings, six wings. And with two, they covered their face. With the other two, their feet. And with the middle ones, they flew. And they sang to the Lord uh, with each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And when Isaiah the prophet saw this, he said in uh, verse 5, Woe is me! For I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. He was undone at the presence of the Lord. He he saw his impurities bef- before the presence of God. He says, I'm a man of unclean lips, but I also am, I dwell amongst a people of unclean lips as well. And then in, in Chapter 1 of Isaiah, the Lord is speaking of the judgment to come upon Judah because of the uncleanness of the people. And this is the time of Uzziah. This is how Judah was. And in chapter 1 of Isaiah, the prophet would say, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner, and the donkey its master's crib, but Israel does not know. My people do not consider, alas, sinful nation, a people laden with inequity, a brood of evildoers, children who are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away backward. It just gives more of the the backdrop of how Judah was, of how the whole nation was, the northern kingdom of Israel. There's so much pagan worship. There was so much perversion. And in the midst of all of that, God is still seeking out men and women will be a remnant when the place is that way so messed up and you know that it is asked of it is asked at the throne of god who shall we send and isaiah says send me send me and in the midst of that messed up kingdom there were prophets isaiah there were godly people being a remnant that's what we have to be today. It's so perverse. It's so crazy. It's so loud. It's so backwards. This country is in ruins. Our mor- the morals of our country are just totally backwards and perverse. What they're doing to the children. They're coming, they're, Satan's coming after, our, he's been coming after our children for a long time, but now it's so blatant, it's out there, the perversity, they're not hiding it. There's so much wicked, but w- wickedness, but when we see these men be called by God, when we see these, these people who are a remnant, it just blesses us to know that God can use us, even in this time, to be encouraged, to be strengthened. That's why we're alive, I believe. There's no other reason to be alive but to be those who stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ, stand for what's right. And so we read, Jotham, verse 1, was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. Jotham, it says here he reigned 16 years, but he was a co regent for 11 years with his father, and then he would do four years with his son. So you add that together, and that's 31. And if I'm wrong, oh, we'll edit it. We'll use your voice. 32, whatever. 30. <laughs> but it's 31, I'm sure. But so he reigned longer. It just, the writer is, is just calling uh, the time period that he himself was independently the king for 16 years in Jerusalem his mother's name was uh, Jerusha the daughter of Zadok it says here and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Uzziah had done although he did not enter the temple of the Lord but still the people acted correctly and so again the familiar he either did right in the sight of the Lord or he did wrong in the sight of the Lord. And here, this king, Jotham, who has basically a good reign, guys, uh, relatively just pretty clean reign, other than the people were still corrupt. But it says here that he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, uh, and and he did not enter, he did not defile the temple as his father did, but he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. and. And then again, when we read the book of Chronicles, first and second, first and second Kings, it's like God places before all people a blessing and a curse. A blessing for those who will choose to do right in the sight of God and a curse to those who will choose to do wrong in the sight of God. There's two choices. Amen. I think of Joshua, how he said, choose for you this day who you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, right? It's, it's, it's a two-choice thing. And so he chose uh, to do right in the sight of the Lord, but still the people acted corruptedly. And, you know, it is the king's responsibility to make sure that his kingdom is running right, is it not? God called the king's, and said to them that if they would honor him, he would bless them. And part of that honor towards God is to make sure that the that 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 pagan worship was pushed away or kicked out, and that his kingdom was clean. So even though the people themselves were doing it and not the king necessarily, it still is king his kingdom. It should have it's his responsibility to do that, and 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 it goes. The same with with all of us as Christians. God has given us homes and families and a sphere of influence. And whatever we have authority over, God has given us that authority, whether fathers, husbands, mothers, wives, aunts and uncles, grandparents, managers, bosses, whatever it is. If you have authority, the Bible says to do right with your influence make sure that things are right on your watch that is why the Lord has given you that authority to make sure that things are right on your watch we're told in Proverbs twenty-seven twenty-three to be diligent to know the state of your flocks and to attend to your herds you know it to, to watch out for those that you're responsible for and make sure that uh, under your watch they're doing fine Amen? It says here that he built the upper gate of the house of the Lord, and he built extensively on the wall of Ophel. Moreover, he built cities in the mountains of Judah, and in the forests he built fortresses and towers. And so, again, I love his building projects. It really shows that, that this king had a heart to build up God's kingdom to secure uh, the kingdom of Judah, and to continue the positive things that his father did in building fortresses and strong towers. The upper gate of the house of the Lord was on the northern outer court portion that led to the royal house. So it was a connection between the palace and the temple. And so it, it was either knocked down and needed to be totally rebuilt, or maybe it was just repairs, we don't know. Uh, The wall of Ophel, Ophel is the original site of uh, the Jebusites there in Jerusalem, old Jerusalem, the old city, and there was an old wall there that uh, uh, may have been worn down as well, but it had been there for hundreds of years, so he's making these repairs, Again, he's a builder. Moreover, he built the cities and the mountains. Has not God called us to be builders? He has. God has saved all of us to be those that are fellow workers in Christ, We are his workmanship. We are his servants. I love when God refers to uh, the the prophets of old as, as servants of the Lord, friends and servants. And that's what we are. We should be actively seeking how we can build God's kingdom, how we can share the gospel with as many people as we can, to be open to it, Even those of us who are shy or introverts, the Holy Spirit has been given to us so that we don't stay the same, but that we change. I'm up here, not because I'm a, you know, a total uh, extrovert, right? I'm guessing on Wednesday nights it's so... We've all been up since, how long you know we've been up since five, right? at this point? Yeah, extroverts. I'm not up here because I'm an extrovert. I'm up here because of the grace of God. He just needs a job to be done. That's all. But it isn't always easy. but the Holy Spirit helps us to share the word, the gospel, to build others up, to edify them. That's why we're here, to build each other up, to build others up. We're builders. That's that's who we are. It, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, 9, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. And he goes on to say in, in that chapter, verse 11, for, uh, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. Our king at the bema seat of our Lord Jesus Christ will reward us for the works that we've done. The works that were aligned with his word. The works that we've done that were for the seeking of His glory. Oh, the riches that we're going to have in heaven. The Bible tells us that He's coming and He's coming with His reward. My goodness. Serve Him. Be a builder. It helps with every issue in our life when we are building up others takes our eyes off of me, myself, and I when I'm helping to build up others, when I'm helping to serve others. I know Mexico sounds scary for a lot of you. I'm half Mexican, and and it sounds scary to me sometimes. Especially how the news says it's all crazy down there, like it isn't crazy up here. (laughs) But it's just stepping out in faith. We got one life to live. Breathe, Breathe a little. And, and and how can I build? I mean, he's out, Jotham's out there building in the forest and in the mountains. And remember, Uzziah was a lover of the soil. And, you know, God's good. And I feel like when we build and get, surrender our lives to help build, I believe God blesses like crazy. I've seen it, guys. I've seen it. Verse uh, uh, 5, it says that he... He also fought with the king of the Ammonites and defeated them, the Ammonites, whose God was Moloch, perverse, abortions, killing children, killing people in hopes that their crops would be plentiful. Ammonites. He fought with the king of the Ammonites and defeated them. And the people of Ammon gave him in that year 100 talents of silver, which was three and three-fourths ton of silver, 10,000 cores of wheat, which was 64,000 bushels of wheat, and 10,000 barley. The people of Ammon paid this to him in the second and third years also. I guess apparently they had stopped paying, making their payments. They were, you know, uh, paying rent to the to. To Judah but they had stopped apparently and so he fought them and and is getting this now back right they paid this to him in the second and third years also so Jotham became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord his God and you know again there is a blessing for us when we are builders and when we are fighters for the Lord when we are fighters for the Lord God calls us to be strong To be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. To seek him for strength. We need courage. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our life to stand. Having done all to stand, the Bible says, now stand. To the men, he says, gird up your loins like a man. Be strong. It's times where we need to be strong and say, I'll I'll, I'll speak up for the Lord. I'll be hated for his name. They persecuted him. I have no problem being persecuted in his name. For his name. And he prospers us when we fight. And he prospers us when we build. He really does. We take care of his business. Trust you me, our father is faithful to take care of ours. We have a lot of Problems that we want solutions from God from. But are we willing to be builders and fighters for the Lord? Give to God what's due to him. Take care of his kingdom first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added to you. Don't focus on your problems. Focus on how you can serve the Lord, seek the Lord, love the Lord, obey the Lord, And watch him take care of you. You know, three and three-fourths tons of silver. In Matthew 9, 27, remember, Peter answered the Lord, See, we have left all to follow you. Therefore, what shall we have? And Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you You who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Just the promises of being blessed when we give of ourselves to God first. He takes care of everything. I often use it as a gauge in my life, personally, to look in the mirror. Things aren't going right. To me, it's a gauge. I should give myself more to him. I should give myself more to him. He wants more time with me. I need to pray. I need to study. I need to get something done. You want to check those boxes. Because he blesses. And we get our eyes off of our situations, like I said, and, and the peace comes upon us, and man, he makes all things right with the world. And I love what it says. Jotham became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord his God. And this is like a lifelong kind of learning lesson on this side of heaven. We're figuring out how to prepare our ways before God. Right? What works, what doesn't work. Oh, Lord, help us to be honest with ourselves, to be honest with you. Many a times, I've, I, you know, I, I, it's me. You know, I'm the problem. It's not you, God. It's not your
0: word. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website, at ccsweetheels.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Please.